Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. Luckily, I wasn't thrown in jail for a weird made-up reason. <laughs> I, uh, this episode. Uh, I know. We've, <laughs> we've got some people to thank, Matthew. Uh, D. Crom, thank you. D or Crom. Thank you, D. Crom. Whoever, whoever, however you, you go. Uh, and Ashley M. Brown. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, we are brought to you by our support on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Much like these fine people, get a bunch of bonus material. Um, got a bunch of bonus material. We just did a, a new episode review for week for the season 32 comic book guy episode. Um, yeah, if you guys want to see hear uh, previews of what our episodes will be in like four years of like the newer seasons go for it we have new episode reviews of like the last three four seasons i don't remember it was a good episode actually if you haven't watched that good comic book episodes it's a good episode uh here we go we can move on i will kind of just want to linger and talk about the episode that i liked but no we have to talk (laughs) about this week's episode is the seven beer snitch episode g-a-b-f-o-h originally aired april 3rd 2005 written by bill odenkirk directed by matthew nastic received a 4.5 rating with 7.5 million viewers the simpsons couch gag the simpsons sit down on the couch a roasting spit skewers the couch and the floor below reveals back to pull pulls back to reveal a fiery pit uh the simpsons are then spun around over the heat like a rotisserie and marge's hair catches on fire it's all right it's fine it's okay. Yep. It's all right. Decent. Yeah. Uh, so guest stars, Frank Gehry as himself, the architect, who I didn't know who that was. So I'm not, I'm not really tapped into architecture. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the only reason I had heard the name before, well, the first place I heard the name was this episode when it originally came out. So, you know, you're not uh, alone. Charles, Charles Napier as Officer Crackney. Charles Napier comes back again as like a hard-nosed character he he plays he was the hunting i think he was the hunting the hunter in the bear episode yeah the the bear episode and joe matea appears briefly as fat tony um we begin this episode with the simpsons in shelbyville and uh they're talking about how much they like it mars is impressed they have a store that just sells shoes so you're telling me that springfield doesn't have a shoe store i mean they probably do, but it's probably not as good for some reason. I mean, we see that everything else is better in Shelbyville, so maybe that store is, just happens to have better shoes for the same price. I'm going to say, Matt, I, I'm taking margin of word. There are no shoes that just sell. Sh- There's no stores that just sell shoes in Springfield. You only you have to go to like a department store, like to a Walmart. I was going to say, I don't think Springfield has department stores by this point. They probably only have big box stores. <laughs> Unless you're buying your shoes at uh, Target or Walmart. Or, sorry, Sprawl Bar, so then you don't get to buy them at Springfield. I guess so. But uh, they, they are, they're impressed by the shopping. They uh, then see that Shelby, they see the Shelbyville Theater District. Lisa's very excited. Uh, Bart, of course, is very against going to see uh, a stage performance. Homer... <laughs> compromises by going to see a show that lisa herself doesn't want to see which i guess that is it's i hey man i'm gonna say this i don't mind this first act i don't mind this first act no the first act actually works out really cool until the very end when the episode skews sideways like if this was the whole episode oh you know springfield is seen as backwards and they want to you know try a few things to uh you know make it seem uh more culturally advanced than it is uh, that's great. Uh, maybe they try a concert hall. It doesn't work. They try something else. 
but that's not the way it goes. No. There's always got to be a left turn, like a 270-degree turn. I mean, to be fair, it does that twice. Like It, yeah. it, it does it twice. So you, like it, The show is not about... Uh, this episode's not about Homer being a snitch until the third act. That's the only time. That's when it starts. Okay, so... Uh, they go to see a show, Song of Shelbyville, I believe, is the name of the the the, the show, and uh, I've pulled a clip of the song uh, that they sing about Shelbyville. It also makes fun of Springfield. From the schoolhouse where our grandparents learned, to the bad zoo where all the animals burnt, we're home to Christian, Muslim, and Jew, although not many of the last two. There's a girl for every guy Birthplace of the butterfly In good old Shelby Say, fellow Shelbyvillian, enjoying our famous low humidity? I'll say. The only thing lower than our humidity are the greens fees on our public golf course. Which one? All three. Yes. Yes. Why, look! It's Springfield Billy! What are you doing here in Shelbyville? I came here for the legalized gambling. But Springfield Billy, we don't have legalized gambling here. Sure you do. I saw a bumper sticker that said, Free to bet. (laughs) (gasps) They're saying Springfielders are stupid hicks. It's like looking in a mirror. What's a mirror? That's a big city word for reversifying glass. Oh. Reversifying glass. That's the simple phrase, obviously. How do you feel about the hoots, Matt? I actually kind of like them. As I do a, too. a way, like a, a a thing that one town does to signify another and how stupid they are. I'm just like, all right, I, I can get on board with that. Apparently, the message, the, I, from what I gleaned from the forum, the message board, they did not like the hoots. I really, I like the oh. hoots. They are funny. I liked, yeah, I liked, right? I liked all this this Springfield Shelbyville stuff. Um, the family's upset. They try to defend themselves, and Homer joins the Shelbyvillians in the hooting. Hoot, 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 hoot. So Marge apparently is a president of the Springfield Cultural Activities Board, or because SCAB. Of course she is. She's a she's the president of SCAB, and they want to come up. They need a reason. They need something to to show that Springfield has culture. That they are not a bunch of backwoods hillbillies. Hoot, 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 and. Hoot. Marge does some free association to get to the name of Frank Gary, the the architect, uh, to try and design them a concert hall. Dear Mr. Gary, would you please build a concert hall for our town? We may not be the biggest city or the prettiest, but we were the first city in America to abandon the metric system. (laughs) (laughs) (gasps) Frank Gary, you're a genius. Behold, the new Springfield Concert Hall. Oh. And none of this would have happened if not for a letter I received from one little girl. I wrote that letter. You wrote I was the bestest architect in the world? Well, aren't you? All in favor of building a $30 million screw you to Shelbyville? Aye! 
I mean, it's not the worst way to spend your money, but I think there are better ways. I mean, you could put it towards a uh, sports arena. Matt. Okay, that is that is by far the worst way. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, there's worse ways than that even. <laughs> There's a sliding scale where sports arena is on the way down, probably. Uh, but it's not the worst. <laughs> it could be way worse than that. Uh, okay, fair. Um, Sorry, you're right. A stadium is much worse than an arena. No, even I mean, Matt, there's, again, the, at least, like, if you build an arena or a stadium with taxpayer money, it is a thing, right? It is, it is a, it is, it, it's, it's, I would argue that it is not a gun, it's just a big building true that, that maybe you shouldn't have built but it is still like it itself can't harm a person if you buy just a bunch of like submachine guns and give them to certain people who are allowed to have them but other people aren't yeah that seems like a bad idea i was gonna say i mean that's that's all i'm saying so if 30 million dollars not that bad honestly not for a building like that like that thing that they build is huge and gorgeous and yeah, $30 million is a bargain for that. Yeah, so we 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 see, and of course, all the inspiration for this is Prank Gary took a piece of paper and crumpled it up and threw it and saw that. And apparently that's like a meme now, I guess, in these certain architecture circles. Oh, Lord. Where that's, and Frank Gary doesn't like it. They don't like the Aww, fact. Oh, but he did this episode. I, we like doing the episode, apparently, but he does not like the idea that people now are just like making fun of him because that's how we, they think he designs stuff is he just crumples up paper and <laughs> copies it. I mean, like, well, Frank Gary, maybe like, maybe stop making, maybe, you shouldn't do ma- that maybe, maybe you stop designing, like stop designing things that look like crumpled up pieces of paper. Um, Then we get, this is so bizarre, man. This is such a bizarre, I know, I such know. a bizarre B plot. Because this episode is a B plot, sort of. That's it does, what... and it's the weirdest one. It's just a strange thing where they, where they are getting dressed up to go to the concert, and Snowball Two is fat. First time we've ever seen that happen, so it's a new new development. And and I'm my like I don't, again, I've never seen this episode, Matt. Ever. This is my first time. You lucky son of. Uh, no one to call. Lucky is not watching at all. I would say, well, um, the cat is Snowball too fat, just heavy, and and Lisa's trying to defend it. Like, no, it's a winter coat. I'm like, no, Lisa. No, <laughs> we've all tried to say that. That's not. I have had cats who are fat and now have lots of extra skin. But when your cat's fat, you know. Yeah, your cat's fat. It's okay. Um, but that's it. At this point, that is all that happens. All we have is just a a short bit where they acknowledge that Snowball Two has gained weight. Uh, they go to the sh- they go to the concert. Everyone hates it. They leave after the dun 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 dun. You're like, okay. Yeah. See, my problem with this is they could have other types of concerts there. I mean, it doesn't have to just be classical music. Well, I mean, then but then they're gonna what are they doing? Like, are like there's so much. This is so crazy, to me, man. This is what I the, my takeaway from this episode largely is like, just why is this abandoned? This idea. Of oh we want to have culture we want to have a concert hall why is this abandoned so quickly like they just they barely get into this plot and then it and they're like no this is actually this is just a some several inciting incidents and you're like we don't care about this plot anymore you're like well, why what this was a good idea it Springfield searching for its culture is a, a spectacular idea for an episode and they just 
abandon it. They just everyone just like the people in this concert, all the Springfieldians who immediately leave after they hear like the first four notes. Um so now they have a big giant concert hall. And here, this is where I would this is where the episode just changes into a different thing. Um <laughs> unfortunately. It's the first time. It changes it does this like four times. Maybe five times. Where it changes what it what the show is, what the episode is about. Um this is the first time. Uh, uh where American Beat now is upset about what they're gonna do with this three million dollar concert hall. Uh and luckily Mr. Burns there is to help everyone out. You stupid hicks! Why didn't you tell me you hated classical music? We didn't have time. The concert hall was designed and built so quickly. We're broke, but I have a plan. We changed the name of the town to escape our creditors. I need names, people. Lima, Perot. Gotham City. Wiganville. Burger King. Perhaps I can be of assistance. Smithies, tear me a new drape hole. If you hand over the concert hall to me, I'll assume the debt, and all of your problems will disappear. The building is yours. Excellent. <gasps> He's turned it into a prison. Hoot, hoot, indeed. Hoot, 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 hoot. Um, I like the callback, hoots. That's I'm still, mm-hmm. but now. Now this episode, this is the last, here's the, that was the last bit of this episode that I enjoyed, Matt. Well, yeah, because now it turns into a whole bunch of, it's a nice way to say this, uh, crap, lost, wasted potential. Uh, because the idea I think is, okay, sure, uh, this can work. Right now we're going to go into the for-profit prison system. Uh, we're going to, you know, explore that as in the way the Simpsons used to. Like, oh, this is a terrible, you know, ill on society. Uh, profits should not be for prison. My government shouldn't be able to buy a building and then make me money on it by renting it out as, you know, basically space. Uh, okay, we're going to have some good biting social satire. No, it just becomes stupid. It is. It, and that's the thing, like. It, just this bit, this first act is funny and makes fun of, of Springfield and Shelbyville. And I love Shelbyville Springfield rivalries. And I think that's a lot of fun. And that song's a lot of fun. And Frank Gary stuff, the cult, the concert hall and all that. That's fun. And then it's just, it goes into prison stuff. It references Oz uh, some t- multiple times. And you're like, okay. And it doesn't know what it's doing and it doesn't make any sense anywhere along the line. And it does, it's never focuses on a single thing. It's about a dozen things and none of them are given any amount of time. And also there is a B, B plot in it that just never is resolved. Um, we go to yeah. commercial at seven minutes at 21 seconds in. Uh, do we have to go to commercial? Okay, mm-hmm. fine. We go to commercial. You have the shortest, right, so, you have this little tiny act. I don't want to even I hear it, No, but I don't want it anyway. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, uh, Homer, uh, basically the whole town turns out because they want to be a guard. I don't know why. Being a prison guard is terrible. Uh, we never get a reason why the whole town wants this job because Lenny and Carl become guards. Otto becomes guard. Homer applies to become a guard. Uh, okay, uh, man. But I have a question. I have a series mm-hmm. of questions. I'm just getting a lot of them out right now. One, why... I'm not going to ask. I'm not asking why Homer applies to be a guard, like in character. Mm-hmm. Homer tries to be a lot of different jobs, and most of them don't make any sense. Whatever. Okay. I'm asking as like a creative 
as a person, as a creator on The Simpsons, why is this in this episode when it makes it doesn't mean anything? Oh, Homer trying to be a guard and then failing? Because Homer, this episode is not about Homer being a guard. Why does Homer need to be a guard? He, you can just jump directly to him getting arrested. I mean, I, I, I don't know, Robbie. To fill time, why do they have this this weird B-plot that's ever resolved? They could have taken some of this time of Homer wanting to be a guard but being rejected and, you know, uh, used it towards that uh, resolving the B-plot. Like, I mean, it's like, okay, if, if Homer had been arrested because of what they found in his drug test, that's one thing. Because that's where I remember it happening. But that's not what happens. Uh, Homer gets arrested for something else entirely. It makes no sense. It's a waste of time. Um, it's it's solely as like the only the only reason is they have a joke about all the list of drugs that Otto has done effectively. Yeah. That's the joke, and it leads into that. Um, other joke, other questions that immediately arise in me, Matt, is Springfield already has a prison. We've seen it. I've seen the prison. They've had a few, I think. They have a women's prison and a men's prison. Yeah, they, we've seen prisons. Are they just, are they shut down? Like, what? Like, I don't I don't know. Like, there's, like, where's Sideshow Bob? He's been in prison. We've seen him been in prison. Well, he's in the Shelbyville prison. That was the white-collar prison. No, not all the time. Robbie, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work things out here, okay? Okay. Uh, like, it's just like, why, and why would they agree to have a prison right in the middle? This concert hall's right in the middle of town. Prisons are never right in the middle of town. Prisons yeah, are... If the prisoners get out, then that's bad stuff. You want them to be far away from anything. Yeah, it doesn't... There's so many... Like, it's just a lot of logistical questions that if this episode was written better, I wouldn't even be thinking about them. I'd be enjoying the episode. But because this episode suddenly turned on a dime, it became unenjoyable. Now I'm just thinking about, like, why is there a prison here? Why are they, like... It's $30 million. It's not... That's not that much money. If they said it was... And, like, a prison... And Mr. Burns is taking on that debt? How? I, I again, there's just so many questions about why. Sorry, Matt. Continue. What happened? I, I, here, Matt, I have an important question. What okay. is, what's going on with Snowball 2? Okay. Well, first, I, well, I, we kind of went over this, but I want to make sure it's clear. Uh, Homer has to do a urine test. Uh, he, Homer is a jerk, and the prison warden likes that. So he's uh, basically a shoe in to be a guard. Uh, but Otto switches his urine with Homer's, and obviously Otto does a lot of drugs. So Homer gets kicked out. We see a long list of drugs that Homer takes. And so he's not allowed to be a guard. But everyone else in town is. Uh, you know, like I said, Lenny and Carl, Otto, they all get to be guards. Willie, at one point. I, uh, uh, my other question is like, there's so like uh, this doesn't matter like Homer applying to be a guard and not getting be, not becoming a guard I guess it, but I've had a job where I've had to give a urine sample I've had a drug test mm -hmm. multiple jobs where I've had to give drug tests before I get hired has the Simpsons writers never had to do it oh they have but that gets in the way of the joke the whole chain of custody thing has to if that was a real thing in the show then this joke couldn't happen so obviously that's not the way it works okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, like you, you are. It's pretty strict. Like they, yeah. So I don't know. It's when the Simpsons immediately just like when they do this joke, and you're like, this is so not like how any world works. What, like, what is this joke? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. So meanwhile, with Snowball too, uh, the kids uh, are trying to figure out why she's so fat. Uh, Lisa wants to follow her. Bart wants to follow the dog because he's acting suspicious, a.k.a. flying a tiny biplane like Snoopy. See, we're talking about unrealistic Looney Tunes-like things. See, Matt, you got it. It's like Snoopy. You remember Snoopy? I do remember Snoopy, yes. It's an illusion that requires a weird, uh, incredibly fake, unrealistic thing to happen. Uh -huh. It's a 
It's just a reference. This is just a I reference. Know. This is not a joke, guys. It's just a reference. I'm like, they, I don't know. It's fine, I guess. I don't really care. It's just this whole B plot is. Yeah, I know. I know. If, if it turned out in the end to somehow connect to the A plot, maybe. But mm-hmm. anyway, the point is that they follow uh, Snowball too. And find out she has another family uh, because they allow their cats outdoors, which is a bad thing. Don't do that. Um, Snowball two wanders off to another family. Uh, and where she is being uh, getting a whole bunch of extra food. And then we cut away again because we see, can't have continued with that plot. See, Matt, this is when I go like, does the Simpsons writers not, do they not have cats? <laughs> I guess not. Like, it's just... Once again, Robbie, reality can't get in the way of a bad joke or attempt at a joke. Oh, I'm just, it's just when I'm like, okay, I have an indoor outdoor cat. Let's say I've had indoor outdoor cats. I used to live out in the woods. And we had indoor outdoor cats. And if one of my other one of my cats was going to a neighbor's house and getting extra food, it's not a mystery, like why they're doing it. It's because it's more food. It's uh-huh. not and, and cats like more food. Like that's most animals. The most animals it doesn't not it's not exclusive to cats even, but most it's not, like there's not a mystery here. Like Lisa's like, oh my god, why? Once they see the fact that she is getting fed at another house, that's the end of it. That's the mm-hmm. end of the story. There is nothing else. The solution, Lisa, you keep your cat inside. Yeah, you keep your cat inside. And you just like this happens to a lot of cats, a lot of outdoor cats or people who have a cats to go out outdoors. They show up at other people's houses and hang out during the day. That's that's what cats do, because, uh, you know, if one person feeds you, another person doesn't know that and feeds you more. And cats really like that. And they also like cuddling with lots of different people. I mean, that's that's cats for you. That's, I, that's what you... It's just there is no story here. There's no like this is not even a plot. This is just stuff happening. This is just like, oh, Snowball 2 has another family, and they call it a different name, and Bart and Lisa, like, treat it like this is the world's greatest mystery. I'm like, there is no mystery here. Yeah, this is this is, this is is less of a mystery than an Encyclopedia Brown novel, and that's tar- targeted at, like, second graders. Hey, man. Hey. I don't... Do not slander the good name of Encyclopedia Brown. No, 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 Brown. no. I'm not slandering. I'm saying Encyclopedia Brown is amazing if you're in elementary school, and it's the, the the mysteries are just absolutely too easy for like, this this mystery that the Simpsons are solving is way less of a mystery than any of those books. Okay, fair enough. So anyway, uh, the prison uh, isn't making money, uh, despite what Mr. Burns has has tried to do. So they come up with a solution to fix that. Gentlemen, my prison is losing money. We need more convicts in the Dungeonarium. Dungeonarium, that's catchy. Uh, well, I could beef up arrest by enforcing some of these old forgotten laws. Donkey, <sighs> donkey. See here. Ah, oh, here's one from 1834. It's unlawful for a man to be hatless during daylight hours. Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> Smithers. If I didn't arrest you that night in the park, I'm not going to arrest you now. Stupid prison guard job thinks it's so big. <laughs> Everyone gets a prison job but me. All my best friends are guards. They think they're so cruel and corrupt, but they're not. Okay, boys, here's a loony law from 1911. Five kicks of the same can shall be considered illegally transporting litter. That's a hard five. All units move in. 
We're putting you away, kicky mantle. And give that can the whole CSI treatment. You know, lab tests, weird lights, shots from the can's point of view. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Lots of flash and no meaning. So several things with this particular clip. Uh, there's the whole Smithers in the Park thing, which, okay. More veiled references to Smithers being gay. That what we're not allowed to come out and say it for another 14 seasons. Also, uh, if the Simpsons wanted to do some kind of satire of society, oh, look, they're selectively enforcing laws to get more people in prison and against certain classes of people. Hey, that's a that's a real world thing that happens. And uh, maybe we can find some way to show that that's an awful thing to do. Uh, nope doesn't matter uh <laughs> we're gonna go straight into something else uh because while homer wait wait wait, prison, wait wait i need to make one okay. one 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 other thing okay uh, um this is al Jean in season 16 this is 2005 al Jean. i am i'm traveling i am this is i'm sending this message back through time this is uh what's that one movie with uh jake gyllenhaal and randy quaid not randy quaid uh other quaid uh What's the other Quaid, man? Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Um, Dennis Quaid, Jake Gyllenhaal, Radio Through Time radio Movie. Radio or something. I forget what it's called. Transmission. Whatever the hell it's called. But this is this with you. I'm sending a message back in time to 2005 to Al Jean. Hi, Mr. Jean. How are you doing? I'm Robbie. I record a podcast about your show in the year 2021. No, I don't like it anymore. Um, <laughs> you're not in a position in season 16 to, to be talking about other television shows that are all flash and no substance. You're not in that. You're not allowed anymore. Okay. If this was season six of The Simpsons, go for it, man. You're the best of the best. You're allowed to take shots. Uh, CSI at this point is way better than The Simpsons. Way better. Right? Way better. Way huh? better. I was watching CSI at the time. I was. I loved it. It was great. It, yeah, the episodes are formulaic, but they made sense and they told stories. Um, and sure, it was flashy. And do I need a camera shot from inside a Coke can? No, I don't. But it was novel at the time. Novelty is important. Um, CSI is a better show. You can't make fun of them. You're not allowed. I'm gonna. This is me telling you. I know you can't hear me. I know no one's. The only people listen to this are people listen to this podcast. But you're not allowed. I revoke your permission. You're not allowed to make fun of CSI. CSI is better than you. CSI is still better than you. Whatever Miami or whatever version of CSI in New York again or I forget which version of. I know there's still there's still a CSI, isn't there? Or do oh, they? I'm keep, sure. Do they? I mean, even if they're all on syndication, I don't know. Um, all right, Mr. Gene. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. Over and out. Over and out. Yes, yes. That's what we're saying now. Okay. So, uh, in prison, uh, Homer gets, uh, you know, sterilized like the new meat that he is. Uh, he posits on alternate realities that he should be a prison guard and not them, uh, because prison guards never go to jail, obviously. Uh, and it turns out that he is a great snitch. Uh, he sees snake escaping and, uh, to his credit, Homer thinks, oh, no, Snake fell in the back of a garbage truck. Maybe he's hurt. And so he tells the guards and the guards catch Snake on his way out of prison. So uh, the prison warden uh, decides that, hey, uh, it looks like Homer is a great snitch. We can make that his permanent job. Uh, let's go to Mr. Burns and uh, see, you know, if Homer, you know, wants the job, basically. Mr. Burns, I've thought about it and I don't want to be a snitch. It's not an honorable life. Now, now, there are perks, a private sale, extra dessert, and this adorable little hat. Well, I am a sucker for a little hat. So, we have an agreement? Well, I don't know. But it's the only way you'll survive in here. Well, I would like to survive long enough to see the effects of global warming. 
I've got an inside tip that it's all a bunch of crap. Okay, you found your snitch. Excellent. Now, what have you got for me? Homer Simpson has become a snitch. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. Sometimes I go to the movies alone. So yes, as we can see, Homer's first foray into being a snitch is not that great. But luckily, after the commercial we're about to go to, he gets better at it. I said, man, man. Matt, uh, Matt, Homer gets arrested, right? For mm-hmm. kick, kicking the can? Uh-huh. Correct. Just go straight to prison, huh? Yep, straight to prison. No court case, no con- nope. no, no local jail. No, no judge going, no. this is a really stupid law. Why are you doing this? Okay. I'm just, that's, I'm just, that's, that's just, I, like, I, I, Again, I've ne- I had never seen this episode. So when I see Homer get arrested, and then immediately he is in prison, I'm like, guys, again, I I live in a world where like, like you know, okay, Matt, it, like I give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, mm-hmm. if this was an indictment about how the fact we just send people straight to prison, very with very little, you know, very little protections against right. it but that's not what this episode's about they don't care about that like this is just a shortcut this is un- they don't they don't want to have to write a court scene that is literally all this they is they want to write other much stupider scenes well i mean you yeah you could write a court scene where you have a judge be like a rubber stamp for burns and he can be a product of this 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 for pay this you know for profit prison system that you could be making you could be criticizing they don't they don't care uh we come back from a commercial mat at 12 minutes 51 seconds in and the episode has started down this is finally this is where they like this is 12 minutes into this 13 minutes in effectively 13 minutes of the episode we actually got this is the plot like the seven beer stitch is the name of this episode this is the actual plot of the episode it's not really there's not really a story or theme here because none of it ties into anything else uh, so Homer's snitches a lot. He talks to Dredrick Tatum, and Dredrick Tatum has a tattoo, and that's what they send him to solitary confinement for. Yes, uh, for having a tattoo. Yep, because it's him to solitary, which I just um no, because what are they gonna do? Like once you have a tattoo, you have a tattoo. That's that's. I it's mean, I mean being in a gang is the thing they put you in solitary for not having the tattoo and they wouldn't okay i don't know so and homer gets rewarded with a, te- a television he gets a big plasma tv remember plasma tvs man remember when 42 inches was a big tv yeah i mean like literally i saw this past black friday last year's black friday sales there was a 60 60 inch television for 200 dollars. uh-huh you can get 75 inch televisions now for less than two grand oh I have a sixty. I have a sixty-five, and I don't need any. I mean, I do too. I don't need anything bigger than that, though. I think that's as big as I need. And obviously, you go for the projector if you want anything really bigger than I mean, sixty-five. I, what I want is that the like the roll-up t- the roll-up TV, the one that you can roll up Without. into a tube. That's neat. That you can just kind of slam on the wall and doesn't weigh a lot. That mm-hmm. I want. That that costs like probably ten thousand dollars though. But I don't. I I ain't made for that now. money for now. See, there you go. So now we're not talking about this episode. So uh, we go back to the cat, the cat plot. Uh, Bart and Lisa are following the snowball tour around. They see that she's she does tricks for her other family. Yeah, you can do that with cats. Yeah, you can teach them to do things. It certainly seems like this other family is 
uh, her actual family, and the Simpsons are just where she goes to hang out on occasion. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other family treats her a lot better, I guess. Uh, may overfeed her, maybe. But uh, of, of all the things, that's not the worst crime. So, okay, here. This is where I'm at, Matt. I've never watched this episode. I see this B-plot. I'm like, okay. So, Matt, uh, so, so Bart and Lisa are jealous that Snowball 2 has another family and apparently likes them more. Mm-hmm. You would think that there would be, they would ha- hatch a plan to win Snowball 2's affection back. And maybe even get back to this other family. Maybe not, you know, maybe they, don't, they don't necessarily want, need to, but they do it because they're Bart and Lisa. They're, Bart especially, he's a prank, he's a prankster, you know? No? You have the plot. No. I, I, I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. This is all a surprise, right? We're going to, this is all, we're going to, hopefully we'll get there at the end of this episode. But that's what I'm expecting. Just saying what my expectations are. They're going to hatch a plan. And maybe there's going to be like dual, we're going to get dual plots where we have Bart and Lisa doing like a prison break on Snowball 2 in this other house. All the while, we see stuff happening at the actual prison, right? Yes. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you keeping my hopes up, even though I'm about to get really disappointed. Get them dashed. <laughs> yeah. So we cut back to the prison. Uh, the mobsters are, are organizing. They're, they know there's a snitch. They're trying to figure out who it is. At the same time, Marge is visiting Homer in prison. Gentlemen, we must determine which of our fellow inmates has become the Rodentis Incarcerarium. You heard the boss. Find a rat. I found a rat, and he's right here. I ain't the rat, I'm the pigeon! I thought you was the mole. No, you're thinking of that guy who was the canary. But we can all agree, we work in a business with a very rich lexicon. Rich lexicon, very rich, Johnny. Ooh, a Tiffany's box. And the thing inside is from Tiffany's. Homie, you've never done this before. How'd you afford it? Well, if you really must know, (laughs) I'm a prison snitch. (gasps) Haven't you seen what happens to people who rat in prison movies? Sure, they're on top of the world, then there's a big riot scene, then I don't know, I usually doze off. The prison snitch is killed! And that could be you! Because you're the prison snitch! (gasps) What are you dubs looking at? You never seen Bling Bling before? At least in this episode, it's not Homer that lets it get out that he's the snitch, except for his, you know fashion accessories it's Marge, which i feel like she'd be smart enough not to do but whatever the rest of this episode is stupid enough <laughs> that's the that is the only that's the only uh like uh cover <laughs> that this has is that oh the other everything else is stupid um i'm gonna say matt also okay you remember back in the second act Back in the long ago when you were talking about the episode. Uh-huh. And Homer got arrested and went to prison, right? Right. For, for kicking a can. Immediately goes to prison. How much How much time do you think has elapsed in the episode between when Homer goes to prison and this scene happens? I'm going to say a week. Okay. I think that is at a minimum a week. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is covered in all kinds of snitch rewards. So I was saying that to be facetious uh, at least a week, probably. Uh, no note that this has affected the family at all. Marge is just like, yeah, my home, uh, my husband's in prison again. Oh, well, it happens. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's been at least a week, probably more time. I would say it'd be a month at least for all this to happen. Mm-hmm. We have not seen Marge at all. In this entire amount of time, Bart and Lisa are around chasing a cat. 
They don't care that their dad is in prison. They're just like, oh, they don't even, do they even mention it at all? I don't think, I'm pretty sure this B-plot is basically unconnected to the A-plot. Yep. And the Bartleys are entirely unconcerned that their dad's in prison. It's almost as if they, like, made this B-plot forever ago as it's something where they're like, okay, we need uh, some extra time. Uh, you know, we animated and recorded and wrote this, you know, two years ago. Let's just stick this one in here. Yeah, I would argue with him, but there is literally no evidence of the other, other evidence otherwise. The only difference, like they have a scene early on where they're going to the concert and getting dressed for it, and that's where you see a fat cat. So there is a connection at the very beginning, but Bart and Lisa just don't care that Homer's in prison. Marge doesn't care that Homer's in prison. We have not seen anything about Marge caring that her husband's in prison until this scene where she is visiting him, and then he informs her, I'm a snitch. You're like, okay. Like, and there's not even like a clever reason Homer's a snitch. He's just worried about getting beat up by guards. That's mm-hmm. the only reason. Like, there's no, they can't even come up with something clever. It's just, oh, I don't want to get beat up. I'm like, can we have a re, like, give us a character reason that Homer wants to be a thing. So, it's at this point we cut back to the very important B plot where Bart does recon on the other family. Well, I don't know why. It's not complicated. There is no mystery. They are feeding Snowball, too. A lot. And now they feed Bart a lot. Yeah, Bart comes... Bart Bart tricks his way in. He goes saying he lost a turtle in there or whatever. Uh, The mom of the family just gives him a bunch of... She has a bunch of baked goods. Get Let me go in there, Matt. Like, oh, my God. I know, oh. right? He comes out with his pocket stuffed with cookies, and I'm like, okay. And, and he's carrying cinnamon buns. I'm like, oh, all right. Give me a cinnamon bun. I'll take one of them right now. Um, But, yeah. Hey, guys, that's why the cat likes it. They feed the cat. What is this? Is this, is this like a show for babies? Like, what's going on? This is like a children's show. They they feed the cat so the cat gets, comes back to the house. Yeah, I know. Huh. Okay, so we're almost there, Matt. We're getting closer to the end. Thank goodness. We're getting closer. So they're trying to figure out, ferret out this rat uh, and Snake. And uh, I, I do like this here. I'm going to a positive. I like Snake and Fat Tony working together. That's a fun thing. We don't. They're two criminals. They, yeah, they're criminals. They should. And they they should. They should make. They they are both ne'er-do-wells in this the criminal underbelly of Springfield, you think they would do work with each other once in a while. So it's nice. That's nice. Some, some, a, a one little tiny bit of sunshine in this. So they're going to give, they, I, they, I don't know why they suspect Homer aside from Homer just being completely oblivious to pretending that he's not a snitch, but they suspect Homer. They give him false information so that he will relay this false information to the guards, and then they will realize that it to m- confirm that it is him, and then kill him. Uh, he tells them there's a prison break. They they tell Homer there's a prison break planned for the night. He tells that to the uh, does the guard have a name? Officer Crackney, terrible name. I get it, guys. He cracks people in the knee. Very funny. Um, all the guards. I, I here, Matt. I'm gonna. Ask, I, I here. I'm gonna. This is this is me. Just telling the whole and complete truth. I have never worked at a prison. Uh-huh. Have you ever worked at a prison, Matt? I have not. Never worked at a prison. Actually, I've, I do have family that work in prisons, but 
don't worry. This is not that that information does not cloud my judgment whatsoever. It is not difficult to know what a prison guard would do, what warden and in a prison the prison guard system would do with knowledge that there is a breakout planned. They would have a lockdown immediately. Mm-hmm. They would lock down the prison. Everyone would, no one would get out of, and they would make sure they would watch closely. Everyone would stay in their cell, and then slowly, they would take the people who would plan this 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 breakout one by one and try and weed out the the the, the leaders of it, thus preventing the breakout from happening. That'd be the smart thing to do, of course. That's, I mean, and not leave the keys behind, or or the door that opens up all the the uh, uh, jail cells right next to the door where someone can get it. I, it's just, it's it's just that. It's just like, why on earth do all the prison guards go outside the prison with guns? Like, I know how prisons work, guys. <laughs> I don't, you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to have worked at a prison to know how prisons work. The guys, they, the guards are in charge of the cells. If there's a breakout, you just keep them in their cells. You don't let them out. But they just, everyone abandons, they leave the prison. That makes no, like, it is just nonsensical. So Homer, and they're, they're gonna... I, I, I really consider this match like, oh, maybe I'll pull this clip. No, I'm not pulling this clip. It's so stupid. It's yep. so stupid because they're going to kill the rat. So all the, the prisoners get out of their cells. Somehow they just like, oh, they the it's right there. The keys and the levers. They're right there. It's easy. I'm like, no, that's not that's not how prison riots work. It's not how breakouts are like they. OK, <sighs> they 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 lure home around the open and he uh, he runs from them on a segue. And then this is all in this concert hall, by the way, this mammoth thing. Of course. We have not even mentioned. It's not that big, quite frankly. Yeah. I think it only hold maybe a hundred prisoners max. Yeah. And you're like, and it has, it's just this mammoth. It's like, it looks like a space station, like a futuristic space station. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, like, it, how did they retrofit? Like, it just adds more questions. Like, how do they retrofit, retrofit this into a maximum security prison? It's a concert hall. It makes yeah, no sense. Those two things don't it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. They don't care. Homer also jumps off like at least a fifth story of a, with a segue. Huh? At least five. I'm inclined to say six, but I would hedge my bets with five. And he's fine. He's fine, Matt. Like not even hurt. It's still able to just wander around. Yeah, he's fine. Um, So Homer's and then we cut to a to the news. How does the news know about this? Who the hell even knows? How does the news know about this? Who told them? It's all confined to the prison. Nothing has happened outside the prison. No guards have been hurt. No no one's been hurt at this point. Who told the news? The, the, prisoners, the prison guards aren't going to tell the news. They don't want this to come out unless the prisoners escape. Okay. But the news is covering it for some reason. It doesn't. I, this, I'll tell you why, Matt. Because it, we need to, we need to have Marge know that this is happening. That's true. That's the only way she would ever know. That's the only way she would know. So Marge shows up, guys. Marge shows up. Marge shows up, and uh, she has a key because she was the 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 president of the of Scab Cultural Arts Board. Yeah, of she, Scab. Yes. Yeah, of Scab, and she has the key to the concert hall, which is still the same key, even though they tearing this. It doesn't matter. They uh, Marge. I don't know why Marge is there. What is she gonna do? 
Why is Marge here, Matt? Break to hold to, to to give Homer stakes more why he wants to get out. Well, like she came in through the out. She came in from outside, right? We don't. We're not going to ask. Like, well, wouldn't the guards outside the building stop her? They saw a lady just wander up to the prison and go and let herself in. They wouldn't. They stop. don't get paid enough for that. Okay, maybe we could see that then. That scene, or even have Marge like throw away lines saying, "Okay." But she came in. This is all. She came in from outside. Why, wouldn't she just grab Homer and immediately run back the way she came? Clearly, clearly there were no prisoners the way she came. So she would grab Homer and they would immediately sprint out the door. But they don't do that, Matt. They don't. They lock themselves in the gas chamber. Uh-huh. And they have a heart to heart. Mm-hmm. And I almost, I, I was just like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Why? There's nothing in this episode that's about heart to heart. There's no connection. There's no emotional connection in any of this. Marge doesn't need, Marge, all that Marge does is get a concert hall built. And then 20 minutes later wanders in while there's a, well, Homer's trying to get killed for being a snitch. She doesn't have any input about Homer going to prison. She has one scene where she's like, oh, why are you a snitch? You're going to get killed. And that's it. That's the only thing that the tenuous connection. I'm like, oh, she's worried. Okay. So she comes into the prison. Oh, it makes no. <clears throat> Robbie, Robbie, we, we, we know that there's no sense to be had in this episode. Let's, I, let's just, you know. I just met. Okay. So they're in the gas chamber of the prison. You have to laugh, Matt. You have to, otherwise <laughs> you'll I'll lose my mind if I don't laugh. So they are in the gas chamber, the the they've jammed up the door. The prisoners are trying to break in to get Homer. When finally Mr. Burns shows up with uh Mary Bailey, the governor. Uh and Who's still the governor. Still the governor. And they uh they save the day and we end the episode with some terribly tasteless jokes. Well, I'll make these rioters regret their folly. This prison will make Abu Ghraib look like the Four Seasons. Smithers will need electrical wire, a hood, and someone who can really point at genitalia. Done and done, sir. Hold on a minute. Governor, I've been using my powers of snitching for evil. But now I want a tattle for good. This prison is a hellhole. They feed us horse meat with traces of jockey meat. I'll have you know I buy the finest cuts of beef. The guards are sadistic and cruel. I can't help the way I am. When I was a boy, I saw my father murdered before my eyes. By me. Governor, I think the only fair solution is to pardon all these thugs and murderers. Well... Since there's no room in the prisons you came from, I'm releasing you all to a garbage barge, where you will bare knuckle box till one of you emerges as king of your floating hell. Yay! You know what I missed in the joint? Just lying here watching you sleeping sweetly. Sleeping sweetly. Sleeping sweetly. I won't tell if you don't tell. Ha ha ha! Get ha ha! Yeah, and that, to make it clear, that clip at the end is Homer running into Snowball Two on the street on the way to Moe's. <sighs> okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Abu Grape jokes. 
Really good. Love it. Um, you know, it would be great. So this is really good at, at pointing at genitalia, obviously. Very. Oh, boy. Why would they do that? Why would she do that joke? Because <laughs> uh, it was 2005 and they were like, ha, oh, yeah, I get it. I Maybe make it. Hmm, maybe just don't do it. That'd be my like. I would say they could try and make like a, a better joke, but I'm like, you're not good. You can't do that. You're not good enough nope. at this point. Um, I have so many questions. Like, it, how long, that clip was a minute, maybe a minute and a half long. I it raises so many questions. So, Governor Mary Bailey makes an appearance again, and she's friends with Burns now. Well, of course, he's rich. You know, once you're in a position of power, the rich people all love you. Wasn't she like the Democrat? Yes, yes. But, Robbie, that's the thing is Democrats and Republicans, they're all the same in 2005. You know, they they all just work for big business. I mean, you're not wrong necessarily, Matt, but this episode does not do any work to try and – like if there was a bit earlier in this episode where like someone tries to get in touch with Mary Bailey about the crimes, about all the – the the terrible things happening in this prison and she's like eh yeah. that'd be something but they don't do that they just have her show up um and homer's like oh yeah i'm gonna stitch for good now i'm like this is a little too little too late homer if this episode was more about how terrible conditions are and the and how overcrowded the american prison system is and how it unjust it is and how stupid it is that that'd be something that'd be something but but it's not it's this re- it's not. you can't just glance at a theme in the last minute of your episode and think that it that's enough you can't just have homer go oh yeah prison's bad you know and i'm like and that's the thing where mary bailey's like okay we're gonna send you to a garbage barge and i'm like what is i don't un- is that a matt i need i'm gonna need you to confirm something for me I have no idea if this is a joke or whatever. It it hurts me to hear I, I, it. That's what I'm asking. Like, what is garbage bar? Is that like, is this a reference I'm not understanding? Is this a joke that I don't get? Uh, I hope not. I mean, that just, that sounds awful. Like, the real joke is Homer going, yeah, this prison's terrible. And everyone, it, it's, it, it, it treats us like animals. And they just, they're basically just like giving us the lowest like the worst food and making sure that like and mary bailey they're like yeah that's the point we're trying to make as much money as possible on you mm-hmm. that's the joke and everyone goes back to their cells how does homer get out of prison by the way uh he is released for his services as a snitch i guess like ne- oh here i'll just like i could talk for hours about this but at never at never never this this episode is called the seven beer snitch it is about homer becoming a prison snitch correct yep never at any point in this episode does the show honestly engage with the realities of going to prison of getting arrested going to going to court going to prison of the ecosystem of a prison of how homer would become a snitch why Homer would become a snitch and how Homer would get out of prison. It never honestly engages with any of those things. It wastes a bunch of time about concert halls and, and, uh, and, and fat cats. And it just doesn't care. 
It doesn't care. It just wants to, it just has someone, someone came up there like, well, what if Homer was a snitch in prison? They're like, well, how do we get Homer in prison? Uh, well, there's this, it's Mad Libs again. It's just, it makes more uh-huh. sense. It makes more sense than last week's episode, but it still is a mess. It still is just, a, it, there's no theme. There's no, nothing. Like I, I asked, what is this about? Eh, nothing. What's this about? Nothing. It's wacky things happening for 20 minutes and then it's over. That's the Simpsons in season 16. It really is, Matt. Why did you warn me? I did. I told you this episode was terrible. No, I mean like in general, season sixteen. You should. Said... I thought it would get slightly better by season sixteen. I was wrong. Okay, thank you. Um, that's it for that's a, the episode. Uh, it's very bad. Thank it's a very bad episode. Um, it uh, the first act is promising. I really like the first act. Um, that's the thing. Like it's it. That's really what's so disappointing. It's like the first act's fun. And it's and it has some good laughs in it. I love the hoots and I like this Shelbyville song. I even like like the concert hall. Some of the concert hall stuff is just basically after all that, it just just disappears into a bunch of bland prison jokes that aren't funny. Uh, and leaves me going, why? Why did you do this? Um, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Oh, Robbie, is this episode broken? Yes. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, this episode's broken. Um, there's, I, 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 you know, there's, 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 I think there's two ways to go about this episode, Matt. Okay. Um, if you want to stay true to the title, Seven Beer Snitch, you have Homer get, you have, just have birds start a for-profit prison. There you go. You don't need a weird concert hall or anything. You just have him start it. He just starts a for-profit prison. Maybe, maybe he sees it on the news, or he sees he sees a terror. Like it's un- it like it would be a joke how he saw Newsweek do an article about how bad it is, and so he decides to do it. Right. And then you just have Homer get arrested for uh for a for a stupid crime, or or Homer uh, decides that he wants to be a a. A prison guard, they're like, well, you're you're too bad at being a prison guard. How would you like to be a snitch? And Homer's like, okay. And they throw him in, you know, they, they make up some reason to toss him in there. Yeah. He could be an undercover, undercover snitch. And the, the he's getting paid very well, and but it's very dangerous. And Marge pleads and begs, like, don't do this. And, and all the while, but look at all this money. Look, and maybe Homer even thinks, oh, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. That's that is what I would say. Like you want, if you want to make an episode about the the about the for profit prison system, you have a an, a well meaning idiot like Homer. Homer is that well meaning idiot, and Homer is fooled, thinking Burns tries to talk him into like, no, this is we're helping people. You know, these are bad. We're putting bad guys away, and if you're at working as a snitch, you're they're gonna they're trying to do bad stuff on the inside, and you're gonna help ferret them out. And Homer maybe at some point sees Burns or overhears Burns counting his money or talking about profit or whatever and realizes, oh, no, I'm part of the problem. And then maybe if you want to still have Mary Bailey involved, you have him take it up the chain and try and get Mary Bailey to do something about it. And it ends up, oh, no, this is what. No, we like prisons like this. Yeah, it turns out that, yo, Mary Bailey is for for-profit prisons because she gets lobbying money from them or something. And Homer has to do – has to stage his own prison riot uh, to, you know, get some people to notice the the conditions. Yeah. 
and, and Marge is worried about him the whole time. But it's a Homer episode. And I, I'm not going to do some heart-to-heart crap. I think if there was going to be heart-to-heart crap, it'd be Homer telling Marge, like, I'm going to do the right thing this time. I, this is actually the right thing. Like, you could have some moments with some... You could have, like... I would. Here's the other thing I would do, Matt. I would have a new character, a guest character, or whatever. Um, instead of having Frank Gehry as himself, you would have a, his his cellmate. Homer would have a cellmate. Someone who would humanize our prisoners for us. You know, we have, you know, Snake mm-hmm. and Fat Tony are there or whatever. But this guy would be a, a guy who did, who committed a crime because he had to, you know, for survival out, out in the world. And you write up a situation that makes him very sympathetic and he's a nice guy. He Maybe he even protects Homer in prison. He's a big guy, right? And he's connected mm-hmm. or something. And so, and or Fat Tony owes him something. And the, he keeps, he protects Homer, even though Homer is guilty of being a snitch. And he is our, like, our window into, okay, all the people in prison are not necessarily all monsters. This is a good guy. He He's our Andy Dufresne, you know? He is our well-meaning prisoner who, you know, isn't a monster, and makes us realize, though, this is there. There's there are real critiques of the poor proper prison system. This is a this is a worthwhile target of satire. They didn't do any of that. No, of course not. And here's the other thing, man. Here's a freebie. That's a good episode. We just came up with a good episode. Mm-hmm. Freebie second episode that starts the same way as this episode started. But they go to Shelbyville, and the Shelbyville has more culture. And like I said at the beginning, it's Springfield searching for their culture. Marge searching for Springfield's culture. And something that she can be proud of. So it's a Marge episode. Sure. And something she's and she's like trying to find like, well, no, Springfield it's maybe and it's about it's a it much like uh Lemon of Troy and uh uh, Jebediah Springfield episode, uh, Lisa the Iconoclast episodes about Springfield in general, about how what Springfield's culture is, and Marge trying to find pride in it, and maybe she she tries to get a concert hall built, or she she goes after all these avenues and realizes none of them are going to work, and she tries to find a way to get the people together and celebrate Springfield's culture, and realize herself that no, this is something I can be proud of. It's brought everyone together, and they do good with it. Or whatever, like you know, the town puts on a show, that kind of thing. That's it. I mean, that's that's almost the plot of um, uh, the the O Streetcar episode. Uh, almost, there's, if if it had a different inciting incident. Yeah, there's a. I would say there's a little streetcar there. There's a little. I, I I would not have any Homer. I would say Homer is on her team on this one. I would say Homer is helping. Right. You know, I think all the family's gonna be helping, and it's more about Marge versus the trying to get people engaged. I think there's some listen lady in there too. Where she's trying to inter- she's interacting with other people around the town and trying to get them to join in on this big thing. And maybe the villain is like a Shelbyville person who oh, is who is just saying, No, Springfield doesn't have any culture. You're all these hillbillies. Hoot, 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 hoot. I'd probably get tired of the hoots at the by the third act. I I'm gonna be probably. honest. Um but whatever. Maybe if they were used sparingly. Yeah. Well, maybe do like two two hoots an act or one hoot two a- hoots in the first act. Go. Two hoots in the first act, one hoot in the in the second act, and then again two hoots in the third act. Okay, maybe a hoot at the end of the third act, and that's it. But it's Marge doing the hoots to the Shelbyville people. Oh yeah, because Boom. their new play is great or whatever. Yeah, she she gets them, she hoots at them, and then and it works. 
man. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get. I don't have any time to write a spec script for The Simpsons, but <laughs> this is some good episodes. Both of them are better than this. Oh yeah, this is a piece of crap. <laughs> we can move on that to our next day. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Uh, comments of the news group is where I look at the Homer's not no Homer's dot net forum. See what people thought of the episode uh, after a couple weeks after it debuted. Um, look at the overall rankings and ratings. They liked it, man. I'm not surprised. They like terrible things. Uh, 23% gave it a 5 out of 5. Th- nearly 33% gave it a 4 out of 5, which is that's the majority. Mm-hmm. 4 out of 5. Then another 26% gave it a 3 out of 5. So that's it's, it's over 80% giving this a 3 out of 5 or better. I feel like I don't know if it's their standards are low or if they just see that. Oh ding, yeah, ding, four, ding, four is ding, average. Ding, 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 ding. Standards are low. That's my guess, man. But mm. I'm I, I'm gonna. This is an. Uh, this is like my hypothesis for a, not just this. Okay, this is my hypothesis for a lot of uh, for a lot of shows and movies in general, and for people who who don't necessarily engage in a lot of critical thinking. My hypothesis is mm-hmm. the show was as long as they said it was. Therefore, it's okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, and th- and it's not boring. I think, honestly, it's those two things. It is 22 minutes long, and it wasn't boring. That's all they care about. I guess. I- I'm fairly certain, like, that's the, that's like, that's a lot of, I think that comes down to a lot of people's, if something is good, like, Transformers movies. They are as long as they yeah. say they're not boring. Therefore, that is true. They are at least okay. Um, some reviews. Very full episode with so much going on throughout the A story. I'm surprised it even fit in the little B story, which was simple yet enjoyable. Definitely gave Bart and Lisa something to do. Good appearances by secondary characters such as Snake, Burns, Fat Tony, and Co. Otto and Tatum. The one thing that lost me a little was the notion that the prison itself was inherently evil and the cons inside were innocent. Didn't quite follow that. Didn't like the hooting joke at all either. I suspect maybe 5% of people here actually did. That's about it. Four out of five. Four out of five. Four out of five. I don't, uh, think, the sh- I don't think the show ever said that cons inside were innocent. I don't, it no. wasn't necessarily equating that everyone who's arrested, and everyone who's in the prison system is an innocent. But do we want to get into an argument about inherent, in, in, inherent humanity of most people? And No, we're not going to do Okay. Can, like... I would say most crimes don't necessarily like. Re- okay, we're not gonna let's not do that. Actually, Matt, that's that's for the Simpsons on a good uh, on a good season. Yeah, I guess so. Next review, pretty good, not special. Went along well. A few funny moments. I really liked the subplot until the end, which really didn't really exist. Yeah, there's no ending to the Snowball Two plot. There's nothing. Nope. They don't hatch a plan to get her get her back or win her back. They don't prank the family. They just see that uh, Snowball 2 has two families now, I guess. That's just the way it is. They don't reset the status quo. Um, would have been funny that the cat having a double life would have to do with the fact that this Snowball 2 isn't the original. But hey, whatever. That, those last three words are exactly what the Simpsons writers did. Yeah. But hey, whatever. We ran out of time. Uh, last review. I didn't like this episode much at all. The plot kept moving from one point to another, and until the third act, none of these points had much development and weren't that interesting. It all moved too quickly, and the episode felt thin as a result. Homer's main reason for being a snitch was that the prison was being corrupt, but I wanted them to explore this development some more. But then it pretty much became about nothing except Homer. Subplot was very weak and had no resolution. Probably would have helped if they had just gotten rid of it altogether. 
There were some funny moments, but overall this episode should have dished the first few plot developments and concentrated making the entire episode about the second half, two out of five. There you go. This person. I like this person. Mm-hmm. You go. They're right. Right on the money. <sighs> okay. Okay, Matt. Okay. 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 We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Listener Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our Listener Question of the Week this week is what's your favorite Marge Homer episode? Appreciate everyone took the time to answer. Matt, take it away. All right. Uh, first, from Matt, uh, there are so many great episodes that encompass their relationship in the first 10 years. My personal favorite is Springfield, with a dollar sign. Homer is left to run the family while Marge is acting out on her own gambling hijinks. It's nice to see the tables turn at Homer's favor for once. Yet we also see that dynamic in the Simpson household when Marge is not present. I'm not a state. I'm a monster. Boogeyman! <clears throat> Sorry for your ears. Uh, from Derek. It's weird because my answer wouldn't have been my answer before this morning. I decided to put on a random episode. I went with I Married Marge. I mean, I knew it was a good episode, but my God, it really hit me watching it today. The onion ring scene with the music and everything, jeebus, it's powerful stuff. This episode is really important as a Homer Marge episode. We need to see how much they love each other just uh, other to justify the relationship throughout the series. For the series as a whole, this is a vital episode, but in its own right, it's such an endearing, funny, heartwarming episode that undercuts in classic Simpsons fashion all that sap with its ending. Homer and Marge are two very real people here, and it's really saddening to see the vacuous yellow husk masquerades them by the time mobile Homer rolls around. Oof. You are not wrong. Uh, from Alex, I suppose it's not a fully Homer Marge episode per se, but I'm going with Home Sweet, Home Diddly, Dumb Doodly. Act one is a favorite as we see Marge Homer play hooky from their children care responsibilities and the disastrous results. Homer, I love getting away from this dump, Marge. It's like I'm on some wonderful drug. All the while, the child welfare agents are waiting at their home as they stroll in. Comedy gold. Uh, from Matthew, a streetcar named Marge. It's the prototypical Marge to something outside the house Homer doesn't understand or care about episode. But rather than it being wiped away at the end and played for a joke, Homer has a moment of truth that he and Marge are stronger for. It also shows Homer can be a jerk without being a monster. And oh, streetcar is one of the funniest musical bits in show history. Not wrong there. That is darn true. Uh, from Tim, I'm a sucker for Colonel Homer. I like that Marge can read Lurley Lumpkin's intentions in a New York minute while Homer is ostensibly oblivious. Plus, we find out that Mo actually has standards, even if it's not to sell FUD. <laughs> Uh, from Lauren, my immediate thought was the way we was because it shows the early relationship of Homer and Marge. However, I always choose this episode, so I'm going to change it up and say Homer alone. This episode shows how much Homer depends on his wife, and although he is a breadwinner, at least at this point when he had a job, she is the glue that holds the family together. Being a wife and mother, especially to three children, is a full-time job, and mothers are often and easily taken for granted. I think this episode does a great job of showing how Homer and Marge love and rely on each other, more emphasis on Homer, but also showing Marge's state of mind without being wacky or crazy. Also point Maggie for figuring out a way to stay at home instead of going to Patty and Selma's. Very true. Uh, from Das 23 Ogre. Uh, my favorite March Homer episode has to be XAB F18, number 644, Baby You Can't Drive My Car, where Marge and Homer work at cargo as the employee morale boosters. And I think it'd be a blast to do the stuff they come up with in that episode because who wouldn't want to nerf armory room? That's true. Uh, Can't from, argue with it, Matt. No, everyone needs a nerf armory room. From at, uh, at Jason... Because I'm not going to read that Twitter handle. Uh, the way we was the best Marge Homer episode ever. Uh, from at Hippie 200, Marge gets a job. The jokes in this episode are pure gold. Also, I love how the relationship between Marge and Homer suffers at first. As the Bible says, thou shalt not horn in on my husband's racket. But in the end, Homer stands by Marge's side against his boss. From at Yes, it's Aaron. This is the easiest quotation you ever, uh, easiest question you've ever asked. I marry Marge as foundational an episode as there's ever been. Robbie, what's yours? It's a tough question. Like. It says Marge Homer, so they'll and sometimes like you think of the most a lot of times Marge Homer episodes are actually just Homer episodes. They're not actually Marge Homer episodes. 
And I think that is what I'm like trying to focus on here. Because I would just want to like my like my gut is like, oh, Mysterious Voyager Homer, done. But that's a Homer episode. You know, that's not a Marge Homer. So I married Marge is my answer. Um, it is so sweet and so touching. And it is a down earth, grounded, realistic episode about a, a, a couple early in the relationship. And is b- b- barely recognizable looking back from the seven sneer seven beer snitch. <laughs> now, what's your answer? Uh, my answer is I'm having a hard time choosing uh, because it's either going to be Colonel Homer or The Last Temptation of Homer, both of the episodes that are big on Homer having the temptation uh, that someone, for some reason, would be interested in him. And uh, Homer realizing that that's not what he wants. He doesn't want something new. What he has with Marge is incredibly special. It's the kind of thing that you very rarely get more than once in a lifetime. Uh, some people do, and they're lucky. But for the most part, if you find one person who loves you the way Marge and Homer love each other, it's the kind of thing you stick by through thick and thin. And both of those episodes are basically the same episode, but they show what's really important to Homer. Colonel Homer does it a little better, so I think that I have to tip in that direction. I would say that if you're if you don't know why um, Mandy or Lurleen are attracted to Homer, I think they're attracted to the same Homer the same reason Marge is. They they see they see what she sees in him. She sees, you know, the, the, the heart of gold, the, the loyal dog, the, the person that will stick by you through thick and thin, even if they are an idiot sometimes. Um, you know, again, a Homer that is not, that Homer's not recognizable at any time after like season nine, but you know what I mean? Um, or at least very hit, touch, touch and go. Next week's question. What's your favorite episode where Homer gets a different job? Oh, man, there's so many to pick from. Uh, there's a lot of them. Um, I was trying to think of, like, what, I don't know if we even, this might be a new question. I don't think we, we've asked, what is your favorite Homer's other job? But what is your favorite episode where Homer gets a different job? I'm going to I'm gonna have to think about this because there's a lot of episodes that this qualify for because Homer has a different job in, like, 60% of Simpsons episodes. <laughs> so uh, post this question on our Twitter at Simpsons Pod. You can email us at SimpsonsPod at gmail.com. And I also post a question on our Patreon if you want to uh, answer there. Is The question is posted publicly. Um, we can move on then to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard and try and stump the other. I have a three-point lead. Oh, man. I guess we'll see what's going to happen today. Three points with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more episodes to go, including this one. Um, Matt, you ready for an easy question? I'm ready. In Marge in Chains. God. Did, I, uh, did you also do Marge in Chains, Matt? I did. Okay, good. Um, Marge gets sent to jail for what reason? For shoplifting. That is correct. I think we both saw a prison episode and were like, what's another good prison episode? Yeah. All right. Your question. uh, What famous singer is Lionel Hutz's 12-step sponsor in Marge and Chains? That's your easy question? I figured you'd know. I don't think I do, Matt. Um, Really? Okay. I don't... um, Oh, uh, is it... Um, uh, see, uh, what's his face? Um, I don't think I know this. This is a guess. Is it David Crosby? 
You are right. It is David Crosby. Oh, thank Christ. It is David Crosby. Oh, my God. I was like, is that... Is that David Crosby's in more than one episode, isn't he? I think so. I feel like he's in multiple episodes. I mean, maybe he's just a cool guy. He's, he seems like a cool guy. I like him. David Crosby still is national young. I'm a fan. All right. Um, your meme question, Matt. What movies does Troy McClure introduce himself as a star as? A star as. Uh, this is the Juice Loosener episode. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, hmm. I want to say this is P is for Psycho and the president's neck is missing. Is that these two? I don't like you, man. I know. I know. I'm awful. You're bad. Well, let, let's see. Let's see how you feel once you hear my medium question. I mean, you just asked me about what? David Crosby. All right. We'll see. Uh, what does Marge forget to pay for that gets her sent to jail? Oh, bourbon. No, I mean, the full name. Uh, it's Kentucky bourbon, something Colonel, Colonel Quickie Mart's Kentucky bourbon. Oh, you got it. Wow. All right. All right. I mean, I literally, I did. Well, I mean, I did go. Okay. Your hard question. What does the plaque adorning the statue of Jimmy Carter say? Uh, I believe it says Malays forever. I <sighs> all right. All right. Your hard question. What is the case right after Marge's in court? Oh, I don't know. No idea. Okay. Uh, it's the Council of Churches versus Lionel Hutz. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't. I didn't actually like pay attention. I just want to freaking look for stuff, Matt. I don't know. Oh, okay. So that's great. So now I'm, we're tied again. That's cool. Love it. Um, it's my favorite. <sighs> What's wrong, Robbie? Don't don't do this to me. Don't. <laughs> don't want. I don't want. I don't want. Don't give me this. Yeah. I had a three point lead, Matt. Three points. For me, that's a that's lot. That's what happens sometimes. Oh, she... How about that? How about you not do this right now? Okay. okay. How about that? Okay? How about you not p- pretend like you're some innocent little boy? All right? I mean... Trivia monster. That's what you are. You need to stop. Okay. All right? You've been hiding. Sheep and wolf, wolf and sheep's clothing this entire time. That's what you are. Make it clear. Okay. Oh, Robbie, you're so smart. Here are some easy questions for you. So, David mm-hmm. Crosby. That's what you sound like, man. Just to let you know. You don't sound like this. Okay. All right. Okay. We can move on to our final segment. Seven win every single episode. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rate episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Oh, my God. Took me, took me ten tries. Um, this episode is bad. Um, yeah, bad. It's real bad. Uh, I don't. It's. I don't know how bad though compared to like. Is it in the? Um, is it in the? Is it below here? Let's let's start with this question, man. Is it below make room for Lisa? Um, I think it's dumb, but I feel like make room for Lisa is basically character assassination. So I don't think it's quite that bad. No, I don't think so. Those are the worst of the worst. Are all those? To yeah. be to, to, I mean. I remember when Make Room for Lisa, there was only like four or five episodes below that. Uh-huh. And now there are 40, almost, that are on that below that, that are just miserable. Um, this is, it, I think this is, in, I think I agree with you. This is better than Make Room for Lisa. I think this belongs in the next category up, which is basically episodes a lot like this that have humor here and there that is okay but largely make no sense have no cohesive structure or have no theme that's a lot of these episodes that are above it um 
I think this is better than I think this is better than the way we weren't. That's true. That's true. Uh, that one uh, is just mean for the most part. Um, and stupid. And stupid. I would actually probably put it right around Mr. Spritz Goes to Washington. I think it's dumb in the way that that episode is, but at least that one had a relatively coherent plot that there wasn't a lot of weird twists and turns in. Mm. I think it's better than the way we weren't. I think it's better than she used to be my girl. Um, I hesitate. I don't know. Midnight RX. I think it's better than Midnight RX. And then there is the old man of the key. And then what you said, Matt, Mr. Spritz goes to Washington. You think this is better than old man in the key? Um, I'm not so sure about that one. Um, it's better than she used to be my girl. I think Mr. Spritz is better, but in between there, I, I couldn't nail it down. Old man of the key is grandpa driving and they go to, they go to Branson and grandpa calls Zelda Hoochie on stage. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, this is better than uh, Old Man of the Key. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Spitz goes to Washington. Let me refresh my memory. That's crusty. Becomes a senator. I know that. How's the episode in? Yeah. That's, Mr. Spitz that, goes to Washington. That's air them, traffic. Like, passing. That's yeah. air traffic stuff. And they get to go over the homes of. I'll say this is. Yeah, I think I think Mr. Spitz is better than this. Um, if only only by a hair. So. I think it's a good spot for it. Um, the seven beer snitch don't not to be confused with the seven beer itch, which is an episode from season thirty-two that we just reviewed a few like a few months ago, which is also inexplicable. <sighs> so that's a new number two seventy-nine on the list, right below Mister Spritz goes to Washington, right above the old man in the key. It is. Where I just lost it again. It is number 88, new 88 on our post-Golden Years ranking. Uh, last place in on the list is still Codependence Day. And first place is still Homer's Enemy. Both holding strong. Our next Indeed. episode is Future Drama. Oh, boy. Where Bender shows up. Mm-hmm. They go, they I don't go, remember much about this one, but they, let's, let's They go it. to the future of 2013. <laughs> Good old 2013. Um, this is a Matt Selman episode. Hmm. Matt Selman episodes aren't largely good. And largely. Largely. And then we got Prankster Rap last, the last, his last episode, which was very bad. So this is, this is um, Bart and Lisa's Teenagers. I don't think I've seen this episode. We'll see how you feel afterwards. I'm pretty sure I won't want to see this episode after I watch it, but. You're probably correct. Probably right. We'll talk about it next time, though. Uh, that will be it for today. You can find all that stuff on our website. All our Everything we do. Everything we have. All our links. Twitter. RSS feed. Our Patreon. If you want to help us out, throw us a couple dollars. Uh, get a bunch of bonus podcasts. We'd appreciate it. Obviously, appreciate everyone who does support us there. Um, you can find it. You can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. My website is robbydarman.com which includes links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels my newest novel is splatterfest it's a slasher whodunit set in a horror film convention where the celebrity guests are picked off one by one great for fans to scream uh, you can find it on amazon read for free with kindle unlimited also you can subscribe to my newsletter robbydarman.com slash newsletter 
Matt does not participate in social media, you will not find him. No, I've spent all my time cleaning up after kittens, because while they are adorable, they are quite messy. But if you'd like to see the end result of said kittens, uh, you can check out the account Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram and see how adorable they are. But I warn you, avert your eyes at first. Take some time to adjust to that much cute. I I also endorse Kitten Turns on Instagram for cute kittens. Uh, that'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching the subs. Shh.